Thanks for tuning back into Game Devs Quest, guys. Boom. Me and Taylor got a special treat lineup for you guys this week. This episode wasn't supposed to be released for another few weeks as episode 20. Those of you following along, you probably realize that we just released episode 16, the content of which was about VR. Um, after that episode, I dogged Taylor day and night to come up to Salem to join me for a bar VR night hosted at Capital Tap Room and run by Jeff Solium, who you'll notice is the special guest host for this episode. Um, a couple notes. I know it's very rare that you guys hear my voice at the beginning of a podcast, but because of uh, the nature of this recording, Taylor came up to Salem. Uh, we usually record remotely from each other uh, because he lives down in Eugene. I live up in the Salem area, and uh, we it's a very rare treat that we get to get together and record face to face. And because of that, I think this episode is very special. But I didn't want to haul. Uh, I didn't want to haul all my recording gear uh, out to this thing. You know, I didn't want to bring my computer, my mics, all my cables, my mixer, that sort of stuff. We could have kept the quality up really high. But you're going to notice that because of this, the sound quality takes a little bit of a hit. But I think you guys are going to really enjoy the content. Like I said, though, Taylor came up and joined me for a special bar VR night hosted at Capital Tap Room. Every Friday night at Capital Tap Room, they've got this bar VR night, and it's upstairs in the VR studio run by Jeff, who, like I said, he's he, he guest hosted this episode with us, and it was an absolute blast to have him. We can't wait to go back. Um, but every Friday night, they got bar VR after 6 p.m. So if you're over 21, live in the area, go check that out. I guarantee I give you my personal guarantee that Capital Tap Room has a beer that you will enjoy I think they're the best curated tap room in the whole Willamette Valley. And then go upstairs and try some VR. It's a few bucks per game, but you will not regret it. It's an absolute blast. Jeff will help you out if you've never done it before. He's got all sorts of different games. And uh, they announce what game they play usually every week on Facebook. So if you want to follow Capital Tap Room on Facebook, you'll see what they're doing. Otherwise, just show up and be surprised. Who cares? That sounds like a blast. And I also got to mention, once a month, they do a special driving event. They play Project Cars. Jeff made this sweet-ass uh, driving setup. It's got a seat, steering wheel, gas pedal. You wear the VR helmet over you, and you do time trials on famous courses with famous cars. And they've got leaderboards. They've got special driving beers, all this sort of stuff. It's a whole, it's a great event. Uh, if you buy one of the special driving beers on that night, you get a couple bucks off of the, the game. Uh, it is highly worth it. I went and did it a few weeks ago, and it just freaking rocked my world. So go uh, make sure you go check that out. Um so thanks for tuning in Game Devs Quest, guys. Sorry, you're going to hear things out of order because this was supposed to be episode 20. Uh, so because of that, like you're going to hear us talk about weekly challenges that you guys haven't heard yet, which is kind of a damn shame, but it can't be helped. We really wanted to tie these two episodes together, 16, and now this is episode 16.5, some sweet point five action straight into your ear holes, guaranteed aural satisfaction or your money back. Boom. Thanks so much to Jeff Salim. Thanks so much to John Shubin, who uh, owns and operates Capital Tap Room. Go check it out. And uh, we hope to see you guys out there for Bar VR Night sometime. Uh, this wasn't my first one. It's not going to be my last one. Bada bang. Boom. And here it is, Game Devs Quest. Thanks, guys.
Well, hey guys, welcome to a special episode of Game Devs Quest, uh, your once weekly podcast where you follow me and Taylor's journey into game development. Now, of course, I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. And we're joined with a special guest. We're in his little domain right now. Uh, we're upstairs at Capitol Tap Room. We're sitting with Jeff. And uh, I don't know your last name. I don't know if you want it on here or not, but... Oh, I can do it. Jeff Solium is my name. Awesome. And, uh, well, hey, I don't know if you want me to drop this too, but I heard you just recently became a father. I did, uh, for the second time, actually. Oh, second time. Well, awesome, dude. Congratulations either way. Uh, so we're in his little uh, room upstairs at Capital Tap Room, and we're here to, uh, I guess, experience VR, which we were hoping to, like, get a snapshot of Taylor's before and after, because you guys heard me, like, wax poetic about... Um, how awesome my first experience was with it after being like a total denier of it. I would like look at it and be like, fucking stupid, <laughs> like fucking stupid. And then I came up here and, you know, John downstairs was just like, yo, Rhett, you need to go upstairs. Like, fuck that. I don't even know what he's talking about. Yo, you need to go upstairs. I'm like, the fuck does he keep saying that for? Finally, he points at the camera or he points at the TV, you know, because Jeff's got a camera system set up here and you can not only see the player, but then you can see what the player is seeing in the game. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, that's the VR thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> like already looked like, you know, you look at the person and you're like, look stupid. But then you look at the game and you're like, oh man. And I came up here and tried it. It was like totally blown away. So what, we're not going to be able to get the snapshot of Taylor's experience, but like, what was your experience earlier? He freaking like abandoned me to yeah, go so play VR for like six hours. The plan today was essentially that uh, I was going to meet some friends for lunch. And then, I, I mean, all I thought it was going to be was lunch. And I ended up uh, staying at one of my friend's houses who has VR for like six hours today. And, but originally the plan was to meet Rhett after that and we'd work on game dev stuff and then tonight come to Capital Tap Room and uh, you know play VR and me playing VR for the first time. But I ended up going to my friend <laughs> Nib's house who has an HTC, HTC Vive and uh, we played VR for like six straight hours and it was crazy. Um, what did you play? Man, I played a lot of stuff. Uh, we, I started off with kind of the zombie shooter, which was Arizona, uh, Arizona Sunshine. Arizona Sunshine, I think, is the one that I played. Oh, shit. Um, which was a lot of fun. I, I've seen videos of it before, but I you know, didn't really know what to expect as far as like wearing the actual goggles. Right, yeah. But I uh, played that. We played, um, what's some other ones? Uh, Super Hot just uh, came out. Oh, oh, The Accountant, which is by the guys, uh, the dude who uh, does uh, Rick and Morty. Dan Harmon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. It was, oh, wait, is it was hilarious. Harman? It was, uh, no, what's his name? Uh, well, Dan Harmon's involved in Rick and Morty, right? Dan Harmon is involved with Adventure Time. So. He was involved with Rick and Morty. He was involved with Community. But that's a really funny one. It actually, as far as all the games that I played, felt the most, like... Organic? Smooth and organic. It was very cartoony, um, but it was also really funny. I, I mean, like... You start off as an accountant, and the company basically says like that they're they're failing, and the accountants like, have always been really bad. And then you end up like in the game putting on VR goggles like multiple times and just going deep. And it's but it's like Rick and Morty, yeah. You know, it's like ridiculous. Gotta and, take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just really fun. Um, what else did I play? Real quick, have you guys seen the one, and I think it's like a VR thing. Maybe I'm totally wrong about this one, but it's like the one 
where everybody sits around the table and the one's not wearing the VR goggles, like read the instruction manual to them yes. to like defuse a bomb. That is uh, oh. keep talking and no one explodes. Keep talking and no one explodes. Have I you have, played that? I have that game. It's amazing. Oh, it sounds <laughs> amazing. amazing. Dude, I was watching what, videos of it and I'm what, just like, this yeah. is fucking crazy. <laughs> one person wears the VR headset and in front of them is a bomb. And they are on the phone to a group of people in the other room who have the manuals to the bombs. Yes. To, to like 20 or 30 different bombs. And so the person with <laughs> the headset has to explain what they're seeing. Okay, I've got a green wire, a blue wire. It's got a little fuse up here. I've got a switch and a timer. And the people in the other room have to decipher what they're seeing in the, in the 30 different manuals, find which bomb they're looking at and then figure out how to defuse it. <laughs> what a clever idea, though, for, like, oh, it's, it's a party game yeah. and yeah. VR. Like, yeah. that's, like, you know, no, well, it's like Settlers me... of Catan, but, like, obviously you're not settling anything. You're, like, freaking defusing a bomb. And no one flips the board midway through. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, and it was fun, like, even just because, you know, I went to my friend's house and there was two, there was three of us, two who had never played VR. And I let my other friend, Dewan, uh, play first. Because you're and like, this looks stupid and I hate well, everything no. about it. I, that's not what <laughs> I was It's a gimmick. Like. I, It'll go away soon. That's what I thought it was going to be like, you know, as I was hearing about it on the news. And, yeah, you yeah. Know, and not actually everybody seeing did. footage and everything. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about like 3D a while back. Oh, like yeah. 3D movies. Widescreen TVs for me. That was a big one. Okay. I thought those yeah. were going away. Yeah. Like, for real. <laughs> but it's like, we're at this point now where we're kind of... Just like going away from like the the red and blue three uh, D glasses to mm. like the ones that are like whoa these are actual glasses and mm. like the three D is not stupid you know mm. we're kind of hitting that point with VR I think and but everyone I mean I was skeptical I don't know dude but, there was a guy downstairs who was talking about he works at some like nursing home thing and their big thing is like giving them VR and like letting them smoke weed and just like <laughs> transports these people with like dementia. <laughs> And it's, like, super therapeutic, I guess. Well, like, that, that sounds like a good time to me. Right? It does, right? Exactly. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, float on, brother. Well, so much of it is just atmospheric. Like, I was telling Jeff, one of my favorite things was uh, Google, uh, Google Earth. Earth. Yeah. Like, doing Google Earth in VR is freaking crazy. Is dude. it? Yeah, that was the last thing ah! I did. You, I mean, like, you can, you can zoom all the way out and just sit in space and, like, look at Earth. Yeah. You know, Did it feel around. like you were there? Like, not obviously I mean, like, I'm space. weightless in space, <laughs> but like, well, I mean, but did it feel like you were like, man, a steel just like, whoosh, I mean, like, kinda. It was like you're, you're sitting out there, like looking at Earth, and you could look behind you, and it's just like endless space, you know? <laughs> it was, and crazy. now you can and go then, to Mars with Google Earth too. Mm hmm. That's true. I didn't do that. You can go to Mars. Uh, there's also a, a game that was or uh, an experience developed by Valve uh, called Destinations, and it's very similar to Google Earth, but they do 3D environments. Um, uh, on there, they have uh, a topographical laser-scanned image of Mars uh, with the Mars rover that's up there, and so you can walk around the Mars rover oh. on Mars. Uh, really, really, really cool experience. Wow. Um, yeah. Taylor, let me ask you real quick. So, Jeff, every week what me and Taylor do is uh, we issue challenges to oh, each other. I failed my challenge. And it's usually, okay, so that answers the question. But it's usually like something like, yo, practice coding a little bit more. Or like, keep a journal. Or like, do some push-ups. Or something, yeah. you know, like meditate or eat whatever. four salads. Right, exactly. <laughs> I told him to like not eat cheese one week because yeah. he's like a freaking cheese nut. Yeah. <laughs> um, last week, my challenge to him, we discovered this thing. Well, I've been aware of it. It's called Space Engine. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah. 
So I'm not like I'm kind of dimly aware of it because I'm a part of like the subreddit and I like see people's pictures and videos they post. And Taylor's challenge was to look more into it because he was enthralled by it. But I wonder like what that would be like in VR or if that's even something that would be yeah, good idea, you know? It, it may translate well. There, there's been some interesting things that, that have uh, developed into really good experiences in VR. Uh, uh, what's really funny is he was mentioning the accountant uh, is one of the most immersive things that he had. What I found is the least realistic the graphics are, the more immersive it is, um, to, to some extent. Um, there's uh, When you put the headset on and you, f you forget about uh, the hardware you're wearing and you don't think about the controls and you don't think about anything else, you just look around and you are immersed in that environment, your body takes over. Your brain knows what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, if I look down, I can't see my feet in VR, but I know where my feet should be in relation to where my head and my hands are at. And and I, uh, there's a couple of games that I've played that uh, Arizona Sunshine's a good example. There, there's an ammo crate that's sitting right next to you in one of the levels. Uh, in between waves, your ammo will spawn on that crate. You instinctively want to lean on that crate sometimes. Yeah. There's not actually a crate there. Oh, <laughs> I never thought about See, that. Yeah. That's how I felt in the accountant, too. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this one scene where you're um, in court mm -hmm. and the judge is like talking to you or whatever, and you're, this table's right in front of you. And like, I was very tempted to just like rest my body on it. You know, it was weird. E even today, I, I was playing uh, in, in the VR studio up here. Um, I was playing Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades, which is a gun simulator <laughs> game. Really, really fun. We'll play it later. Uh, but uh, I went to take my headphones off, and I went to set them on the counter that's in front of me in the game. I've got hundreds of hours in VR, and I still make that mistake from time to time. You know, for me, uh, last time I was here, we played the, you know, the bow and arrow game. I don't know what yeah, that's uh, called. Yeah, The Lab. The is, Lab, is okay. another Valve-developed game. Right. So, you know... Obviously very cartoony, but to me, like, when the whole thing felt very real, rather than just, like, a little shooting gallery type mm -hmm. thing, is, like, when a guy, he runs down and he runs right underneath me, and I'm able to, like, look down, like, peering over this thing, like, shoot him from up top. You're able to lean over the top of the tower, shoot this little black and white stick figure that's running in front of you. Right. And, and like I said, your brain forgets that you're not actually there. Those, those things aren't actually in front of you. Yeah. And it's amazing because Jeff said this, and I was like, he's full of shit. But he had told me when... <laughs> I am often full of shit. I'll, I'll admit that fully. <laughs> he told me, like, when we started, he's like, your arm's going to hurt when, I'm, when you're done. I'm like... Bullshit. No, well, and I'm done. I'm like, ah, I need ice, quick. <laughs> I need ice my shoulder. Ten, ten minutes of pulling a virtual bow, bow back and your shoulder starts to hurt. It, oh. It's the funniest thing. Yeah. Um, well, and that's something that I noticed too. Like, because at times I was like, man, it'd be kind of nice if I could just sit down, you know, yeah. sit down and like maybe just move my head around or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely gets people active. Yeah, which a little is bit. Cool, yeah. You know, like I was playing, we did, um, well, Rec Room. Yeah. Rec Room was another one that was one of my favorites because it's um, it's kind of like Wii Sports but yeah. in VR, and they just have a whole bunch of mini games. And at first, I didn't really know what to do, but you like go into this almost like school kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I went into the gym, and you know, there, there's a basketball hoop, and I'm just like shooting around. Did it feel real? Kinda. Like it, obviously, you don't have the weight yeah. of the basketball, but like to me. Aside from not having the weight of the bow in your hand, like shooting the bow in the lab, like mm -hmm. felt pretty realistic. Like yeah. the the arrow flight was pretty accurate, and I I can't say that I'm a freaking like bow genius or anything, but I spent a lot of time shooting bows in high school because like as part of Boy Scouts, mm -hmm. 
And just the flight of the arrow felt very realistic. And so I wondered, I was wondering how it translates to like shooting a basketball. You know, like, there was does a, the flight feel realistic? I did play some frisbee golf. Yeah. <laughs> and that felt more real. Yeah. Uh, it was really hard. There was this, some little kid, like 13 or something, like <laughs> paired up with me at one point, and you play this one game where you're, you're playing frisbee golf, and you're going down the, the hole, mm -hmm. and you're passing the frisbee, like, to one another to advance it down the field. Yeah. And it was weird. Like, it was so hard. Like, the kid was good. He caught it, like, every time. What and he'd throw, it, he'd throw it at me, and I was missing it. Was like, he a real kid? Time. Yeah, he was, I, I mean, well, the cool thing is the Vive has like a microphone built into it. Oh shit. And so you, you get in the rec room and everyone's like just talking, you know? And, oh shit. And it was mostly kids, but the games were just really fun. You know, there's uh, there's Frisbee, there was uh, Paintball was really oh, fun. Oh, I bet that'd be uh, cool. We played this other one where there's like these robots that you're, you, you play as like a team and you're going through this level and like you have to shoot robots and destroy them to advance to the next level mm -hmm. and uh, if someone gets hit once, they they like go down. It's kind of like Left for Dead when you have to like pick somebody pick them up. But you pick them up by high fiving each other. Yeah, <laughs> even better. So like I'm like some guy's down, and I'm like, I guess I was just standing there with like the controllers going like back and forth, like trying to high five the guy, like looking ridiculous. But yeah, it was really fun. That if if I had one, I think I'd spend a while in the rec room just hanging out doing these little mini games. That's cool. So that's a good idea for one, yeah. you know? Yeah. I wonder, so let's back up a little quick, a little bit. So like, you obviously didn't go first, like, and you knew that you were going to be doing it today anyways, but I want to know, like, what was your mindset as like, you're watching your friend, like, do well, this, like, you know, like, because I honestly still believe, at least to me, like, I didn't understand what it was until the goggles were on, and I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah. and then it felt like the first time I'd ever played video games, and it's yeah. so intuitive, you yeah. know, like, it really takes you back, I mean... Super Mario Bros. was intuitive. Yeah. You move, you jump, there you go. Mm -hmm. right. It was easy. Games got more complicated as you introduce more buttons, but then you come to this, and I think it's like the natural evolution of it, because it's like you almost reverse engineer it in the way that you reverse engineer those old games by like testing out like what happens, and you're like, oh, what happens if I reach out? Oh, okay, like, yeah. oh, and it's just, well, it's natural. Well, my friend Nibs, uh, he has kids. Like, his oldest son, I think, just turned five. And I guess he lets them play sometimes. And he said that his kids are so young that they don't really understand the difference between reality and not reality. Mm -hmm. And so, like, every single kid that he <laughs> put the headset on, they look down at their feet. And just like Jeff was saying, like, your feet aren't there. And they're like, "Where's where are my feet? And he's like, it's not real. And they're just kind of like... Huh? I don't understand. Like what? My, this my, is real. Dude, that's yeah, my, crazy. Yeah, my, you know? my oldest daughter is four, and and she does the same kind of thing. She loves putting the headset on, and I'll I'll usually just have her sit in the the Steam lobby, which is your your game launching pad. Yeah. And uh, and I've got a couple of different environments in there. I've got uh, Peach's Castle from Mario sixty four. Oh, cool. Um, I've got uh, a couple of the Zelda environments and and a couple of other things. And what I'll do is I'll just put the headset on her and let her walk around, mm -hmm. and and she loves going over and looking at the flowers or looking at at yeah. the castle and and whatnot. And uh, and she'll turn around and go, Daddy, you're not at the castle with me. And it's like, no, you're the only one in the castle. Yeah. And and she calls it putting on the TV set because that's the only thing she can equate it to. Yeah. Because when I look at the TV, I'm looking at something that's not actually here. And when I put on the headset or the TV, I'm going to a place that's not actually here. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. really makes you wonder because it's like, 
you know, they have a hard time differentiating it. It like really to me as soon as you said it, I was like, it's the dude, the matrix is plausible. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the matrix is plausible, dude. We could be born, they put the VR headsets on us and like you know, float us in the like neutral buoyancy stuff. Yeah. And like we'll never know. know. We you, would never you, you know. You know why your shoulder hurt after using the bow? Why is that? You've never used it before. <laughs> <laughs> Why do my eyes hurt? <laughs> because you've never used them before. Um, but yeah, so like going back, um, you know, I, I got there and it took a little while for my friend to get everything set up. And I, I was sitting there and like he has this room dedicated to it in his garage. Mm -hmm. It's like his garage is kind of split in this L shape. And part of the L is like this full blown room where he has like the sensors built on the wall and everything. And once I see it and see how much space it's taking and just see the gear, I like, I was, I was having a hard time like not smiling. Yeah. You know? I, just, I felt kind of embarrassed about that because my buddy Nibs is like played probably hundreds of hours and so it's no big deal. Right. And I'm sitting there like, but it's like ah, magical, dude. This is it's so cool. Yeah. You know, and, and my friend Dewan gets on and starts playing and, and like I'm standing there because he has the same thing. Like you're watching on the monitor, mm -hmm. like seeing what he's doing and then he's, in real life, like walking around looking kind of stupid. Yeah. You know, like in, in The Accountant, there's this one scene where like, there's this xylophone that's uh, <laughs> made out of bones and there's these skulls like telling you to like hit them. And you pick up these bones and you're like hitting it. And so like watching him in real life, <laughs> just kind of swinging around. his arms around and stuff was like the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like then you get it on and you're just like, what the hell, like this is crazy. Uh, and it and it took like probably five or ten minutes for me to really just kind of forget yeah. about everything around me. Um, but once you get there, when you take the goggles off after playing for like an hour or something, you're like kind of shocked. You're like, what the heck? Like, yeah. And like, d man, the real world is like dull colors. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Take so, me back. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was pretty crazy. Like, I know we wanted to kind of capture my before playing and, and after but he just couldn't wait yeah <laughs> it was it was it was interesting timing but i'm glad that i spent that long playing and it was fun just hanging out watching other people play too mm -hmm. you know and he had he he's only spent like you know 15 bucks on like one game but there's so many free games out his library had like probably 30 or 40 games and we went through like probably half of them mm -hmm. so it was super fun i'm like i instantly wanted to know how expensive a vibe is, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, Vince is really into it as well. Oh, really? And I think he has a Vive. Does he? He wanted to get an Oculus Rift, but after like doing the cost analysis and like really looking at the usefulness, like he went with the Vive. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing. I, I made the same decision. <laughs> I, I backed uh, the original Oculus Rift on Kickstarter. Um, I I didn't back the DK2, but I ended up buying one secondhand. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've been playing with the Oculus since it originally came out oh, with shit, development yeah. kits. Um, I had a Razer Hydra, which was one of the first one-to-one -one motion controllers. Um, playing Half-Life 2 in that environment was absolutely unreal. Wow. Um, but uh, but when the the Vive and the Rift both both went commercial when when they finally hit hit store shelves last year, yeah. I started looking at it and going, what are the experiences that I don't feel I can get, uh, or that that I feel one gives me that the other just cannot. And I look at the Rift and I go, it is great for a sit-down experience. It is great for a standing-up experience. I wanted a room-scale experience. I, I wanted to be able to set up a what we have here, a 15 by 15 foot 
play space and be able to walk around in the environment and not feel like I had to push forward on a joystick to move forward or whatever. Yeah. I wanted to walk, and uh, and that's eventually what led me to purchase the the Vive. Sweet. Um, at, at the time, they were the exact same price. Uh, today, the Oculus is actually six hundred versus the Vive is eight hundred for the same same setup. So. It, it kind of swings it back in favor of the of the uh, the Oculus. Um, I know the Oculus is just slightly crisper on the optics, a little bit better um, visual clarity than than the Vive does. But the Vive gives you the one to one tracking in full room scale. Yeah. Um, and and I was uh, playing Half Life Two is really what made that decision for me uh, on the DK Two, um, where. You guys have certainly played Half Life Two. You're, oh, you're, you're. Uh, What's that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving now. Thank you guys. I appreciate the time. Um, the the opening scene where you're uh, you're being chased uh, chased through the uh, the alleys and uh, you you come up over a, a train track that's yeah. a couple stories. That's below my favorite you. scene. Totally. And you're like shooting the dude, the, the uh, combine soldiers. You're shooting the, the combine the soldiers on the other side. Yeah. And you're looking down and you have to jump on this moving train. And in the in the original PC game when it came out, that was pretty pretty cool. It's like, oh, this is something I've never done in the game before. Yeah. Put on a headset and try that. Yeah. Oh, that shit. is the freakiest <laughs> shit I have ever done in my life. Every fiber of your being says, yeah. do not go forward. Do not put your leg out. Do not take a step. Yeah. You will die. You, you don't jump on moving trains. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It's really weird separating that. And, and there's this other game uh, I didn't play, but one of my friends played, which is like. You basically go up in an elevator. I think they plank or something. Plank. Uh, plank. Yeah, plank. Richie's oh, plank experience. Plank. Fuck you, that. You go up in this elevator on top of this building, nope. and, and you like <laughs> slowly walk out on this plank, and then you look over the edge, at, you know, like... I would I literally know, shit my stories. pants. Yeah, and then you, you can just like fall off. Yeah, and you, and you fall 30 stories. Yeah. <laughs> I, the goggles would be off. As soon as I realized I was losing my footing, they'd just be yeah. off. Yeah. Be, I'm safe. <laughs> I'm never going back. <laughs> I get freaking paranoid like watching movies where they like just pan yeah. down, you know, and they're looking straight down. Or, like, or watching those like uh, hardcore kids that go on top of those no, no kidding. buildings. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's yeah. totally nuts. I get Yeah. Uh. Oh, so like, what's your? I want to know like what your what your like expectations of it now? Like, like you want you want one at home, don't you? I mean, I, yes, <laughs> but uh, I I don't know if I'm gonna get one. I don't know if I would either. I mean, the price right now, like in the future, for yeah, sure. We don't the, have the the price of entry right now is very high. Like I said, the the hardware required. Uh, th this is my my rig that I keep in my studio. I've got a GTX 1070, a quad core i7. I've got 32 gigs of RAM in this machine. Uh, solid state drive. It, it's legitimately a $1,200 machine just to play Vive here. My my rig at home has a GTX 1080 in it, and the Vive is 800 bucks by itself. Yeah. So you're looking. $2,000 just to play it. Yeah. Uh, there is some stuff coming out. There's a number of partners, uh, Lenovo, HP, Asus, Acer. They're coming out with lower-cost headsets. I believe Acer is the one that I saw that announced a $300 headset with room-scale tracking with controllers that were $100. Bucks. So for oh, shit. So for $400, bucks, you yeah. can get a room-scale VR setup with motion right. controllers, and it should run on lower-end hardware, maybe yeah. a GTX 1050. Yeah. I have a question for you. Because yeah. it sounds like obviously you're pretty experienced with VR mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. Have you done anything with like Google Cardboard or anything like that? Any of the ones where it's like you put your phone on your totally. face, I've, I've, basically? I've, I've got a couple of those. Uh, 
once you play this, you'll never yeah. put one of those on your face That's again. That's kind of what I figured. You but... never will. Yeah. Um, uh, today, my vibe lives at the studio. My daughter wanted to play uh, play at home today, so I threw, uh, threw up a couple YouTube videos uh, with that were cardboard. Uh, I did a couple roller coasters, and I put the headset on, on my four-year-old, and so she rode a roller coaster for a couple of minutes this afternoon. Nice. That, that's about the only thing it's good for, though. Uh, that, well, it's still pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and and there, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple things it'd be good for. Um, there's also some uh, spherical cameras you can buy now. There's some VR cameras that will yeah, do I've in a single those. shot, do a 360-degree view. The Google Cardboard would be great for viewing those photos. So yeah. put on the photo and go, oh, I'm standing where I took this picture right. in Paris. Yeah, or in see, that's true. Else. That would be cool. That's so, a good use. Uh, but for gaming, I don't see that really taking off. The, no. The, the experience just is not there. Yeah. No. Well, and I hear a lot about people getting excited for, you know, uh, vacations, like being able to see where you're going to stay. Yeah, and that I can imagine thing. that. And so being... maybe that'd be a good market for that as opposed to this kind of yeah, right? totally. you know, gaming. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so... Well, hey, I think we're going to play some freaking games now, yeah. so let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back in a little bit and talk some more about VR! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Game Devs Quest. We just uh, took a little break. Not a little break, it was a long break. <laughs> to go play some VR games with Jeff up in his VR studio up above Capitol Tap Room here in Salem. Uh, bringing you uh, a beer for every day of the week, uh, every day of the month, Capital Tap Room is. Check out Capital Tap Room at capitaltaproom.com. Just kidding. I don't know if that's accurate or not. but <laughs> I think so. <laughs> at facebook.com slash Capital Tap Room. Yes, that one is uh, Or just come here. It's 150 High Street, uh, Salem, Oregon, downtown, right across from, or right next door to the Elsinore Theater. So when your kids are doing that boring old ballet recital, you can come next door and have a refreshing pint of your favorite beer that I guarantee you they got one. Anyways. Uh, Red is such a classic plugger. <laughs> <laughs> comes from all those years, like, or that, like, Two-year period, do it, because... All those years, two years. Those two years. <laughs> My old podcast, we had a one where we were sponsored by Gilgamesh Brewing. Uh, and so it was like every podcast was like, yeah. we had the plug, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Gilgamesh, taste the lightning. <laughs> uh, taste the epic yeah. of Gilgamesh. That's right. <laughs> um, what games did we play? So I we played... HHH or H3 is what they call it. H3. Hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades, which is what they call it is everyone's favorite dicking around with guns game. Yeah. I feel a little stupid because after we got through that whole thing, I didn't shoot the AK once, and I was like the one who made us think about it afterwards. I should have just reached out, but you get so invested in it. And then the gamer part of my brain goes, well, I have this handgun in my hand. Like, that's the one I have to use. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say about I was going to say, you had the AK holstered that whole time. And, and yeah. didn't use it. use it. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't even... When it was you sitting were playing, right there. I didn't even notice <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I... See, I felt kind of like... You know how you look at pictures of, like, U.S. military, like, infantrymen, and they have, like, their big gun, like... Yeah, dude. Holstered it's over just them? strapped across yeah, their chest. Yeah, strapped right. across their chest. That's how I felt I did when too. I was using the handgun. It was kind of You feel crazy. like you have to reach around the, the holstered rifle. But, you know, chest. like, yeah. dude, I'm, you know, it's like the samurai, dude. They got their long sword. They got their short sword. Yeah. They use their short sword indoors. I was indoors. <laughs> so I naturally reached for the fucking sidearm, you know? Yeah. And it was already in my hand, so I was like... Even when I dropped it, I was like... I must pick this up, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy. It was um, it was difficult at first, but you really do get the hang of it. Mm -hmm. And and it was actually, like, I found the AK to be kind of hard to aim with. 
Yeah. Like, because you actually well, use Well, it is your, in real life. Well, sure. But I mean, like, you have to position your hands in a way so that it, it appears straight on the screen, too. And well, that's it, like real life. Well, I know, but it was just kind of... You, 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 have no, you have no frame of reference yeah. for where your hands are at in 3D space. Yeah. And the other thing oh, that I was kind of weird was... I don't know what you guys do, but I found myself wanting to use one eye. Yeah, but, I did that but too. I didn't seem it didn't seem to. I help was me. way better with one eye than I was with two. Really? Personally, yeah, I'm a two eye shooter in real life. I always keep my other eye open, but in this one, it was just throwing me off too much. Like I couldn't see down the sights accurately enough. Yeah. So I ended up closing one a lot, and then you know, and even like even just like setting my hand just a little bit to keep that. Like keep the wrist straight, yeah. Like that whole sort of thing. Like, you guys couldn't see that, but I was. By the way, you were really funny to watch. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially like that video I got. I need to show you, okay. you in this last game. It's hilarious. Oh, like, dude, I bet. I know, had no doubts that I looked ridiculous. I was sitting there at one point, crouching behind the thing. Yeah. Wiggling his hand back and forth. <laughs> well, once I figured out that that moved them, and that I could also like put up a little shield. Yeah. <laughs> See, what was that game called? Uh, Super, Super Hot. Hot. Super Hot VR, which Super actually Hot. just came out for the Vive, I believe, May 25th. It oh, wow. just dropped. Yeah, just I saw the Steam announcement yes. for it. it. It's been an Oculus exclusive for the last six months. Oh, and if great. anybody subscribes to the uh, Humble Bundle Monthly Bundle, which is like their Loot Crate type thing, where for 12 bucks a month, you can get you know one game guaranteed, and then the 12 ones are like secret until they unlock. Not 12 games. You get like six to eight games or whatever. Um, but it's like guaranteed value of over like a hundred bucks. Yeah, um, what game did you get on there that was like forty bucks? Stellaris. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, dude. Yeah, which I'm like really into like the grand strategy games made by Paradox, and they do yeah. Crusader Kings, which was like Europa. like one of my favorites. Yeah. And they did Euro- Europa, Europa Universalis. Yeah, yeah. So the Stellaris, like I love space, yeah. and I'm like right there. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even played it yet, yeah. but um, but they uh, in that same bundle was Super Hot, which. When it came out, I was super interested in, but it was like twenty bucks or twenty-five bucks or something like that. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I'll just wait. And then I got it in this bundle for twelve, nice. like with Stellaris and a couple other good ones. Yeah. Can um, you play it without VR? Yes. Yeah. There, there's a two D version that's been out for a couple years now. Oh really? Um, yeah. They, they made an Oculus exclusive VR version uh, that's been out for about six months. Okay. Um, and 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 they are two different games. They're they're. Uh, it's the same mechanics, but uh, different levels, different different things. Yeah, oh, that's through. cool. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I, I have the two D one, obviously, yeah. and I've always been interested in it ever since the game came out. Just never played it. I'm glad my first experience with it was on VR because yeah. <laughs> that game looked super fun. Yeah, uh, it looks super hot. Super hot. <laughs> super hot. I got a question for you, Jeff. Yeah, because obviously you've put a lot of hours into VR. Mm-hmm. Now that you've played VR so much, how oh, how do you question. feel about games that aren't VR? Like, do you still feel the same about them, or is it just not kind of... I, I totally do, but I'm a gamer at heart. I've been playing games since the original Nintendo. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had one of those, um, and I, I play all genres of games. Yeah. I, um, it, anything from the original Mario Brothers to the Final Fantasies to... Uh, the original Fallout games. Oh yeah, those are great. Uh, Starcraft was my jam back in 1998. Well, Brood War was the shit. Yeah. Brood War was absolutely yeah. the shit. So I, 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 I come from all different genres, all different consoles. Mm-hmm. PC console really never has never mattered to me. With me, it's hasn't really changed my opinion very much about 
PC games or console games or VR games. I, yeah. I, I view them as Separate. distinctly different right. experiences. Yeah. Uh, that being said, racing I will never do in a 2D game again. <laughs> uh, I have a full sit-down 3D racing or racing simulator set up with a which is right um, behind us. Which, which is right really awesome. It looks hella awesome. <laughs> Anybody who wants to see this thing, I think they posted it on Capital Tap Room's Facebook page. Yes. And uh, the, tomorrow, look, unfortunately, this episode will drop well after the fact, but tomorrow, the tenth, uh, uh, which is a Saturday, they're doing this big racing event where you're going to sit down, you get a... Uh, is it like a specific car for a specific course? Uh, that's that's kind of what we're doing. We're, okay. I'm, I'm trying to, to match Put a everybody. car to a course to make it something that you normally never drive, but is controllable on that particular course. That's a good idea. And then it's kind of fair playing field for everyone, rather than like, well, I want to drive the whatever, you right, know? Right, exactly. And and, uh, and I want you to spend more time on the tarmac than you are in the dirt. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to find the nice, happy medium in, in difficulty. Oh, that's going to be great. Fun this, so. yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that once a month. On a, on a given Saturday in a month, so check uh, check Capital Tap Room Facebook page uh, for when those events are going to happen. And anybody with a competitive streak, there's leaderboards. <laughs> yes, Rhett's like eyeing me. You're he, the one. You're the one who's down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, it's all right. You can yeah. sleep here at the bar. I mean, like I should. I'm <laughs> sad. I'm missing it. But. I know. Well, and then my brother was going to come. Yeah. He was the one that was with me last time when we were doing uh, the lab, the archery one, and yeah. uh, he was so stoked for it, but he had to have surgery today, and he's oh, really? <laughs> he's fine, but he's on a couple days worth of bed rest, yeah. and... Uh, they, they told him, don't get out of bed. And yeah, they VR. were like, no <laughs> VR racing sims, and definitely no alcohol. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> Only those two things? Like, really? <laughs> That's all I had on my list, though. I know, for real. <laughs> Another question for you. Yeah. What do you look forward to most, and what do you, like, sense is coming next for VR? Um, both Oculus and, and, uh, and HTC have come out and said they're not going to revise their headsets until there is a groundbreaking evolution for the headset. That's smart. Uh, that they're not going to do small incremental bumps. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have 1400p instead of 1200p. <laughs> they're not in a spec race. They're not in a... Uh, who can have the best hardware at, at any particular time by 5%, like we've seen right. with processor wars and GPU wars. And GPU like wars especially. especially. You buy the newest right. one, and then you know the one with like 500 megs of, of uh, video RAM comes out like the next month. I, and you're I, like, and the same thing with phones. It's like yeah. the same I, thing. I bought a GTX 1080 in March this year. <laughs> for six hundred and fifty dollars, uh, the month before the 1080 Ti came out. Oh, uh, see, yeah, that's so. why I don't get involved with like right. buying brand new. I just can't keep up. I went. It's been seven months. I'm probably safe to go ahead and buy. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. So never, uh, dude. But, never. Uh, but both of them have made public statements that they are not going to do this this nickel and dime incremental update. See, that's actually pretty admirable. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think it lets me... people, especially like. To bring it into the developer aspect, that lets developers actually like get used to the hardware. Or refine yeah. a platform, yeah. learn, learn the strengths and weaknesses of it, and right. play off of them. That was like when the NES was like the only console for so, 10 yeah, years yeah. or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. You know? The, the, the next, uh, to, to answer the second part of that question, yeah. what's coming next? Uh, 
The, the next things I'm looking forward to are getting rid of the tether, getting rid of the, the strap yes. that binds you to the wall. Right. Uh, How do you that, see that happening? Like just simply battery packs or do they... Battery packs. Uh, there's actually a Chinese company called TPCast right now that has developed a 60 gigahertz wireless system for the HTC Vive. And it's a small pack that sits on top of your head with a transmitter that will sit up next to your lighthouse base stations. And you wear a USB battery pack on your hip. And it makes the device 100% wireless. Uh, you wow. get about five hours on a, on a charge. Hmm. Um, and from what I've heard on a number of different reports, both from TPCast and from users who have received it already, is that the latency is near zero. Uh, wow. it bas basically, it's imperceptible from being hard-lined in. So, um, so you can use your current... You Vive can use your current Vive with a wireless solution. That, wow. And that's a third-party company that's yeah, developed sure. that. Um, I, I'm, I guarantee HTC and Oculus both are looking at methods to do that within their own hardware. Yeah. Um, because that, that is what I feel is the biggest limitation right now is not tripping on the cord that you cannot see in the game. Right. Um, I, I find myself doing that a number of times. I mean, in here I've got a pulley system to pull it above your head. Yeah, you which get, was pretty it, clever. Which, yeah, which is pretty cool, but it still wraps around your neck from time to time. Yeah. If you move your arm wrong, you'll hook your arm in the cable. Uh, if I let it dangle on the floor, you're stepping on it, you're tripping yeah. over it. You're... And that was the experience I had last time was... Uh, hey! Oh. Hey! I already hey! gave the Capital Tap Room plug. In here, sir! Sir, this is time for you to go. Jonathan, this, go. Is, this is my space. Sir, uh, your space is downstairs. Your space, <laughs> my space is dead. This is, sorry, sorry. This is my space, not there Facebook. Now yeah. I'm on my floor. <laughs> there we go. John, we were just plugging Capital Taproom, and I didn't totally. know. Do you have a website? Do I have a website? Do I have a website? That's a no. That's Do a clear no. www.capitaltaproom, capital spelled with an A, not no, dot com? No. I possibly might own that website. Who knows? That domain name? Check it out. You never know. <laughs> there could be some cool beers on there. You don't know. 32 beers. I said they got a beer for every day of the month. On some months, even more so. <laughs> February's a good month. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about the tether system, and I was going to say, like, yeah. even from the last time I was here, the tether system is a big advancement over just having it on the floor because, yeah. you know, you were you were never mean about it, right. but you're like, oh, watch your foot, you're stepping yeah. on the cable, oh, and then you know, your left foot. you're so nice about it, and it's like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, this is an expensive the, the, fucking cable. The, 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 yeah, the, the cable alone is $40. The station that it plugs into is another 60 And the number of times I've had people step on the cable in the station, I can't even count. And I've only been open for five weeks. <laughs> have you replaced some already? I have not had to replace it yet. That's this good. is this is my attempt to not have to replace yeah, it. that's smart. Well, everything, that's one thing that's impressed me is that everything feels very sturdy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, when I was playing at my friend's house, I ran into the wall several times. Oh, Jesus. Like, when I was playing Frisbee, you know, I threw it. <laughs> the paddle just smacks the wall. I will like, say, oh my god, I'm so. Oh my god, sorry. I just broke your hundred dollar yeah. controller. No, 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 man, no. it's cool. So well, and I didn't good. even notice it, but you know, you said you replaced the uh, little uh, masky doodle things. Yeah, the the, the face shield. Face the face armor. shield, yeah. yeah. And um, I didn't even really notice it until you pointed it out, but. Even even that little upgrade, it just like makes all the extra difference. And the headset feels sturdy. It feels really locked on your. And at first, when, before you're not used to it, you're like, oh, this is heavy. Like, is this going to yeah. stay on? Right. This is going to do all this stuff. Yeah. And of course, I noticed that's Plantronics headset, right? So uh, Plantronics. Yeah. Uh, Neil Armstrong on the moon, one small step for man, spoken over a Plantronics headset. I don't that's know right. if you knew that. I did know that. Actually. I vouch for Plantronics. I have a 15 year old Plantronics headset. Yeah. yeah. 
it's almost done. And I was yep. looking at upgrading to that same model. Yep. Yeah, I actually just bought that a couple of weeks ago because that was one of the upgrades I made. Because when you were here, we had a hardline yeah. uh, headset yeah. that went in the back of the of that, and that was one more cable to get your arm tangled. Yeah, in yeah. So now we have a Plantronics. I believe it's a Gamescon 808. If yeah, I'm yeah, that's on right. The model. Uh, but uh, so now it's a completely wireless headset that lasts. Smart. All day. Yeah. You know, the thing that ex really excites me, and last time I was here, we talked about this, and he has that little like mount over there, and we were talking about the prospect of like somebody ha like controlling the in-game camera for like what right. people see. Uh, did yeah. you guys talk he, about he, this? He th this is that's a program called Mixed Reality, and and it's a method of filming in a VR space. Uh, there's a great YouTube channel called Tribal Instincts. Uh, that he gives a full tutorial on how to do it, as well as gameplay demos on on how to do it and how to set up each game and and then playing the game. Yeah. And uh, uh, what I have is that I have a camera mount with the uh, the new device called the Vive Tracker, and uh, the tracker is meant to strap onto any real world device. It can be a baseball bat or a, a virtual gun or, in my case, a camera mount. And what that'll do is it'll track an additional object. Uh, I believe up to five of them. Wow. Um, oh, that'd be so great. Um, and so, uh, so if you're playing a baseball simulator, you can actually hold like a PVC pipe and feel like you're swinging a baseball bat because it'll track Dude. that pipe in 3D space now. <laughs> can you imagine like we talk esports when mm -hmm. when freaking VR gets VR going like and traditional have, sports? They actually have cameramen. <laughs> Oh, dude, that would be epic! Uh, like, if if you watch some of the uh, some of the original Valve trailers for VR, they their their original trailer involved mixed reality in front of a green screen, and uh, and they actually go through the whole setup of how they did that, and uh, and and that's exactly right. They have a cameraman who is operating a virtual camera, but he's actually walking in the space holding a physical camera filming yeah. you. Um, the the game then knows where the camera's at in three D space, knows what its orientation is. Uh, knows what its field of view is and everything else, and you can then combine those two images in post post production. Um, I'm actually aiming on combining those in live production. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. hoping to stream that image downstairs to the uh, to the bar lounge. Ah, that'd be that's great. So cool. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just like <laughs> you. You think about VR and you don't think about all the other things that are currently going on in mm -hmm. the gaming community, and not not even just gaming community, but movies and you know live television whatever and now you combine them all in like imagine imagine too like professional sports or whatever oh you want to watch it you just plug in your vr yeah. and then yeah. you're there you're sitting in fenway field or whatever you know yeah. they've done a number of live broadcasts both for uh for both the oculus and htc and also google cardboard's done a few uh, i believe uh uh, the Super Bowl was broadcast in VR this year. I did oh, really? see that, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the the Masters, I believe, was in VR. Um, wow. Dude. There was uh, one of the tennis tournaments, I believe, was was done. So uh, our, Wimbledon, I believe, was was in VR, uh, where you could log into ESPN or whatever website and yeah. put on your headset. And that's and probably watch. just like the 360 camera, right? Totally. They got the dude sitting in the crowd mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. He got the 360 camera, or maybe on his helmet, you know? Yeah, right. do, 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 do. And then you're like... <laughs> Oh shit! I'm there. I'm sitting. Yeah. I got third row seat. Like, right, why totally. would you pay for a ticket too totally, when you absolutely. got something like that? Oh, like, so cool. You know, um, John Shubin, owner of Capital Tap Room, where we currently are. The guy who just yelled at us. The guy who <laughs> just yelled at us and <laughs> claimed about WW something so rather. Uh, it's a terrible website. Don't we go uh, there. we tried to Don't we, go there. we attempted <laughs> a um, a little attempt at like a beer vlog type thing, and he was super stoked because he had this fucking 360 camera. Oh. And that was my first experience with one, and it's just this little thing. He set it right up on the table. We sat around it like this, mm -hmm. and 
it's so cool because you sit there and it's like, you know, my little drag and drop, you know, just move around. Oh, 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 there's everybody's faces. There we are drinking beers and talking right into the camera and everybody's talking to do it at the same time. But that's a cool little, you know, little thing. And then I can imagine. GoPro, I believe, today announced that they have a VR camera coming to market maybe within the next two month, two weeks to a month or oh, something wow. like that. Where they, they have How a, amazing. They have, they have a GoPro the size of a GoPro Hero 4 nah. that is a true VR camera wow. to 360 degree. You know, nothing makes me feel like more like a futurologist or like, yeah. you know, you have these like famous science fiction authors or these visionaries who are able to like look at one piece of technology and just like project it into the future. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of this, like, in the golden age of sci-fi was, like, the computer. Like, a lot of people were able to predict, like, handheld computers. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. I've never been good at that. But then you, the first time I walked away after doing VR here, mm-hmm. I was like, I can, I feel like I can see the trajectory of this. Yeah. And not only that, and me and Taylor, we have, we, it's not a debate per se, but it's an open kind of uh, conversation, I guess, about... The direction of VR, not only VR, but AR, mm-hmm. augmented reality. Yeah. And obviously VR, like, that's fun. And and it's weird because it hits all of the right, like, pleasure centers and all of the right <laughs> stuff. Because when I take it off, I'm bummed. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, totally. oh, fuck, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. I just came down off my high or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, I got to do this again. I, I need another hit. You know, but yeah. <laughs> fortunately, like, all the cash is out of my wallet. And it's like, what do I do now? Pull out plastic? Like, <laughs> you know. Yes, I accept Square. He does. <laughs> Which I found out only today and I thought was genius because I was always like, every time I was planning on coming, it's just like, well, got to go hit the ATM. Won't even bother anymore. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but man, it's it's true. You you, it's crazy. You feel like we're at the beginning of of something that's going to be revolutionary. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And it's easy f- to see the entertainment value in terms of uh, sports, movies, like any sort of like visual media entertainment, but also video games. Yeah. There's a lot of like therapeutic benefit. Like there was a guy who was downstairs earlier, and I mentioned this in the first half. You know, he's talking about putting it on people with dementia. I've even seen somewhere, I don't know, on Reddit or somewhere, they're talking about, like, uh, cultivating free-range chickens that have, like, VR implants, and they believe that they're ranging, but they're in a small space like this. But they don't know because they look around, and it's like, (laughs) I'm outside, hell yeah! That's the Matrix type shit right there. Yeah. Like we start doing the chickens, it's only a matter of time. Like, yeah, that, and obviously that's far that's away. That's an ethical question at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Is it though? Like, which would you prefer, a VR ranged chicken or a caged chicken? Yeah. Answer that. Free range. <laughs> yeah, shove it right in my face. I didn't say free range. Your options were VR ranged or caged. Yeah. Well, so they're caged either way is the is the point. Well, they right? have a little bit more room, but they believe that they're they yeah. believe it's like the Matrix, yeah. right? Like. I, Ignorance I be- is bliss. I believe if you kill a chicken and when he's in a blissful state of mind, he yeah. will taste better. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Probably there we true. go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, but oh my God. question are we going political now? <laughs> no, no, we're avoiding all of that. We're avoiding all that. <laughs> we purposefully try to avoid politics. Yeah. This. It's I, a good otherwise idea. we'd go down the rabbit hole. I know. There's just up. too much going on in life right now. Yeah. But my question to you, I guess it's not so much of a question, but I I, I, I just want to pose the same thing to you. Like, which Obviously, they both have their benefits, AR and VR. Mm -hmm. Personally, I see AR being the one that really expands what we do. I mean, you know, I I, I see the ultimate, I guess, the ultimate path of VR being something, and it sounds stupid, but being something like The Matrix, Mm -hmm. right? Or, you know, we've all seen, 
the shows and the movies where these people lead virtual lives and they don't care about their, you know, they neglect their bodies and mm -hmm. all this sort of stuff, you know. Um, you get the people from Wally driving around in the spaceship. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> and then AR to me, it's like I see the ultimate thing of that is like having like information and knowledge just like at yeah. your fingertips. Like the example I always use, which is really dumb, but it's like, you know, let's say you got your Google Glass type thing or your contact lenses even or whatever, and your car breaks down, and you're like, fuck, I got to get going where I'm going. Pop the hood, and it's like scanning, and it's like. Okay, we have your car model. Here's all the part. This one looks broken. Yeah. Here's how you fix it. You know, and you know, you say that as you you believe that's the future. I believe BMW has been doing that for about the last eight years. I don't doubt uh, it. There's with, phone with, apps you can like point at your yeah, car and it's like, uh, oh they, shit. They, they've actually been using augmented reality headsets in some of their production factories and some of their their repair centers, mm -hmm. where you can put on a headset and it will you, you can see through it. It's like Google Glass kind kind of thing. But it will lay out a 3D breakaway model of the car's internals oh, in front of you, and it'll tell you, okay, here's here's the four bolts that you need to find to remove this component. Bad ass. And, <laughs> and as you're walking around, it tracks the car in 3D space, and it will change the 3D model based on your perspective. Like Tony Stark status. Like, oh, totally. You know, totally. Yeah, Jarvis totally Jarvis thing. ripping apart a BMW. It's like that exact same thing. That's so cool. So which do you think, uh, okay, like, which are you most excited for, AR or VR? And like you know, which do you think obviously like has the most potential? Uh, even if you're excited for one or the other, I, I I think I'm excited for both, and I think they have very different different implications for both. Right, I, I, I agree. believe VR, like you said, has a great implication for entertainment value, for video games, for entertainment consumption. Mm -hmm. um, I believe AR has much bigger uh, uh, potential out in the business field, out right. in. Uh, um, yeah. Like uh, practical d d design, design fields, design, yeah. uh, things like that, uh, ar architecture, uh, uh, engineering, all, all kinds of things like that where you, you need to walk around a model, you need to project something onto a piece of clay, and you need to disassemble it in, in real time. Mm -hmm. um, or, hey, uh, we're going to Japan. What does that sign say? Well, and then, and then it just translates. Oh! Real-time real translation yeah. of, of foreign languages, yeah. um, but both uh, auditory and visually. Yeah. Do you ever see VR going in a direction because, you know, you put the headset on and you feel really immersed, but do you ever see VR going in the direction like that? What, like I always think like that Bruce Willis movie mm -hmm. where they put on the thing or they lay in the bed or whatever it is and then they control like an automaton type thing in the real world. Like, I'm, I'm sure someone will try it. I, I don't think it has any practical implications. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, and I know they've, they've tried uh, virtual treadmills. There, there's a couple, uh, there's a Virtuix Omni that was out a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's like this $3,000 machine that's like an in, inverted sphere that you wear bowling shoes in and it tracks your legs walking in 3D space with, oh, a, yeah. with a Microsoft Connect. And I guess some guy hooked it up to like uh, Skyrim and was able to walk around Skyrim in it. Oh, that's cool. Um, there, and there's a couple others on the on the market with different yeah, I remember that of, of being able to walk around in a space larger than what you have. Um, I think that it's a really cool way to go. I think it makes great sense for arcades. They're huge bulky things to have in your home. Um, yeah. And yeah. and the the thing with with the the VR headsets we have right now, you can play in a sitting space, a standing space, or a room scale space. Um, and unless you have the versatility there, nothing's going to take off. Yeah. Uh, that's why video game consoles are such a big thing is you plug it into your TV that everyone has, you sit down on your couch, which everyone has, and you play video games. Uh, versus not everyone has a 250 square foot space to play yeah. a VR game. And so you have to find a medium somewhere in what's acceptable and what everyone has mm -hmm. for, for it to be widely adopted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
It's interesting. What about like the uh, I guess like the practical applications like like drone operation or something like that? Like, do you <laughs> yeah. ever see? I think drone operations has huge uh, potential. Um, I know DJI just came out with their own headset. Uh, Parrot's been doing that for a couple of years with their Bebop uh, drones. Um, I think uh, for uh, cinematography, it's got huge oh, yeah. potential there because uh, yeah. what right now uh, DJI has a system um, for I believe their Phantom Pro Four and maybe the the Inspire Two um, is you can have one person operating the drone with one camera that they're looking for a headset on. Oh, you yeah. can have another <laughs> operator with another controller operating the gimbal on the bottom of that and doing the cinematography work. Oh, nice. He's wearing his own headset, so they're both getting real time data from two different cameras on the drone and working together. So you're basically taking a news chopper and you're condensing it down to the size of a drone. Uh, <laughs> what if with, with world a, we're going to live with, with, with a five-mile range yeah. and, and a 30-minute battery? I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's crazy the, the amount of potential that kind of thing has. Yeah. And, and that could be everything from news broadcasting to sports broadcasting to agricultural uh, implications for people just checking on their fields. Why drive around the field with an ATV when yeah. you can put on a headset, fly your drone over your field, and go, okay, everything looks good. Yeah, and I've heard of that. I have mm -hmm. a friend who's a fieldman mm -hmm. for a local company here, and he got a drone, and the first thought he had was like, how can I use this to make my job easier? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're coming up uh, up on the hour here, so yeah. we're I think we're gonna draw it out. I mean, I, this is something I can talk about forever. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and talking with you too, like I mean, I didn't even know really what to expect, and having you here and just like clearly you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So it's been really cool, and I feel like I've learned a lot. Yeah, so it makes me uh, really excited. Yeah, makes me really excited to come back tomorrow, June 10th, for the uh, uh, driving <laughs> VR simulator only at Capital Tap Room. Tap Room. Have a beer, drive a car. Only here. Don't actually. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember, practice safe driving and only drink and drive in VR. Only drink. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> so, real quick, where do you see like what you're currently working on going, mm -hmm. and where I guess. What do you see your future being? Uh, my future, this was just kind of a fun hobby. I, ha I had all the equipment. I, I, I was really invested in VR. Like I said, I've, I've had, this is my fourth headset, I believe, uh, the HTC Vive. Um, I've been invested into it for the last three or four years. I've always had a cutting-edge enthusiast-grade PC. Um, it just kind of made sense for me to have it. I had it at home. John at Capital Tap Room had about, I don't know, about 600 square feet of unused space in his in his attic space. And... I said, you know, why don't I set something up up there and let's let's see what it, see how it works. Let's introduce VR to people. Let's get them up excited and playing things. Let's bring them into the bar. Let's keep them drinking beer longer here. It was it was kind of a I scratch your back, you scratch yeah. mine. Exactly. Uh, so far, it's worked out quite well. I think we're both happy with it. Um, I mean, I think there's close to 30 people that are scheduled to be here tomorrow for the for the driving simulator. Yeah. That's great. That's 30 people who would normally not be here on a Saturday. Right. Um, and have you pretty much had like most positive reactions? I'm assuming yes. Pretty much everything has been positive. There's only been a one or two negatives out of the probably 100 people that have tried it so far. Yeah. Uh, Is and, that mostly just they feel dizzy? Blind people. Or... Uh, not really they feel dizzy. I think it's people <laughs> who like, weren't digging the game we were playing that day. Uh, uh, yeah, we, I can we, see we, that. We try to limit it to one or two games a, a day. Uh, we had uh, uh, one lady come in who uh, she goes, I, I don't like violent games and we happened to be playing a shooter that day. She played the headset anyway and I said, oh, how'd you like that? Well, it was okay. And it's like, yeah. well, that wasn't the game for and you. She let's, had to like go to church the next morning and like right. cleanse the spirit. Right. You know, of, let's let's, let's try something else. I can understand that too, because there's a lot of people who enjoy video games. 
who don't enjoy violent video games. Don't, and that's where you get, like, the fun puzzlers or the adventure games oh, yeah. or, like, the racing game or whatever. There's a lot of options out there. Yeah. Um, but I understand that. But, you know, you're playing a couple games a night. Yeah. Come back next so, Friday, so, so you know. So far, I don't think I've had any negative reactions to the VR experience itself, yeah. to putting on the headset and going, wow, this this is cool. There's been no complaints of dizziness, motion sickness, so I don't feel right. Uh, I and and there's people who've had a couple beers before they come up, so it's, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like it's the only way. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So yeah, overall, it's been extremely positive. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Jeff, we want to thank you so much for sitting down with us, yeah. like so impromptu too. Yeah, we're like I coming know. up, we're like, we want to do a podcast about VR. Hey, you have a VR thing? You want to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you guys. That, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Anything you want to plug or, you know? Uh, not really. I think okay. you guys have pretty much hit it. Capital Tap Room. Uh, come check out uh, Bar VR. We're here every Friday, every single Friday. Uh, check John's Facebook page, uh, Capital Tap Room. Uh, we usually announce Tuesday or Wednesday what games we'll be playing that week. And our racing league is usually once a month on Saturdays. Thanks. Cool. Awesome. Well, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Let's wrap it up, Brett. Thanks, man. Uh, as per usual, you can always check us out. We're on Twitter. At, we're at Game Devs Quest. Uh, we're, you can email us at gdq at airpodcast.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. And you can always call us, have your voice heard at 657-888-3835. John, Capital Tap Room Social Media. Shout it out. What, what, what? <laughs> and that's all we got. Thanks a lot, guys. Right. Uh, come check out Bar VR over Capital Tap Room. Yeah, keep that music. You missed it, dude. I did. Yeah.